Welcome to the Serie A Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the City Ash Show. I hope you're all doing well. I am joined by Chloe and Nima. Uh, how are you two? Just a couple of days. Well, uh, less than 24 hours left in the transfer market. Are, are we are we ready for this to be over? Because I know I am. Yeah. Oh, for God. God, yes. <laughs> I have had enough. Like, you can have too much of the good stuff. And <laughs> although this has been an amazing month for Inter, uh, and we've had an amazing month on Sempre Inter, and everything's been great, I cannot get back, wait to get back to the normal stuff again. I, I've really had enough. All right, well, you know what? Let's change things up. We uh, So we'll, we will obviously discuss uh, Napoli, Juve, and then the uh, very odd, Derby draw between Roma and Lazio. Let's start real quick, though, with the transfer market. I want you each to give me one team who you consider a winner and a loser in January. Who's improved the most? Who you think lost an opportunity to improve more? Let's start with our winners, though. I'm just going to say it. Spal. They bring in... John, you stole, my, you stole mine. I was just literally oh. going to say that one. <laughs> well, I, because I know one of your favorite players joined them, Brian Dabo. Um, mm-hmm. They have looked significantly better in recent weeks, in my opinion. Whether or not, Now, they also got Bonifazzi from Torino, who's a guy I really like. I, I, I can't even begin to explain what is happening at Torino this season. It's it's maddening. And I know, Nima, you're a big fan. Big fan. Uh <laughs> There was word of another Ritiro coming from Cazzari's men. So we can get to that in a little bit. But uh, Spal, they brought in Bonifazzi. They brought in Brian Dabo. And I think they've done very well with the soon-to-be sale of Patania to Napoli, almost 20 million euros. Um, They keep him for the rest of the season on loan. I think they've done tremendously well, and I think above all, they have given themselves a much better opportunity for survival than the counterparts who they are facing to avoid the drop. Who do you two pick as your winners for the January transfer market? Um, I would. Say, I mean, the thing is, if you look at, I mean, if you look at the biggest and best signing, it's Christian Eriksen. I mean, for twenty million euros to buy a player of that caliber is, is no discussion. But if you look at, uh, I'm actually really impressed with what Napoli is looking to do. I mean, they're already begun the rebuild. They, you know, the fact that they're signing Petania, I think, is an incredibly intelligent signing. Um, you know, Politano is a good, is a very good signing. I think he'll do excellently there. And already you're starting to see this, uh, the 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 sign, the, the signs of of something going on there that is very very. Um, that's encouraging for Napoli fans who've had absolutely nothing to be happy about. Um, it, 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 it show there, there's a lot of encouraging signs there, and that to me uh, is, is is looking really good. Um, but but if we look overall, I think the best. Um, it, it depends on how it goes because I think a lot of I mean for me Fiorentina are looking if they get these deals over the line, um, they're looking really good. I think Duncan is an excellent signing. I think. Um, 
if if they get uh, who's who's the name lose me right now also from um, Genoa. Uh, oh, Krishito. Krishito, Krishito. Yeah, I think he would be a good signing. Gives them the 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 years, and and if they get these signings done, they'll get they'll get what they've been lacking. Well, Kwame um, as well. I mean, he's injured. Kwame, but exactly. That's it. Yeah. I mean, before exactly. he was injured, I mean, talk about a brilliant yeah, move. For sure. um, Absolutely. And, and certainly, Fiorentina are getting him at a cut rate at a cut rate price too, Chloe, because he's obviously out with the ACL injury. He'll be back um, tentatively stated for for March, slated for March, I should say. Um, I, I think Fiorentina, they were going to be my backup. I, I, I think they've done brilliantly in January. Yeah, Couldn't I think, more. yeah, some some smart moves there. And um, I think they've, they've been able to get Kwame because he's injured and, um, you know, that they're sort of taking a slight risk on him in that way has has allowed them to capture a signing that they they may have missed out on if he was in top form and playing every week. So I, th- I think that was a smart move because if you want to improve, you do have to take some risks along the way um, because you can't just attract the top players just you know just because you've got an owner who's willing to spend money. Uh, who else has impressed you? Um, I have to say uh, a little bit Atalanta. Um, because they they've managed to bring back Mattia Caldara after um, failed moves to Juve and um, Milan as well, um, and they've also uh, shipped out Masiello, a veteran centre half, and I think that shows that they there's no room for sentiment. They've brought in a, a younger player, one that knows the club, one that can revitalise his career, and got rid of although he's been a, a, a loyal servant to the club. Somebody who is probably reaching the end of his career now. So, um, yeah, I, I was quite impressed with with them as well on the quiet. Okay, now on the opposite end of things, I I think we all might have the same loser. Is it Milan? <laughs> I don't know what to call Milan. Um, it, it's it, I don't I don't understand what they're doing. And and they sold Piontek and they managed to get twenty seven million euros for Piontek, which just in and of itself is a is is a genius move. I mean, I, I the the form this guy has been, and I, I I don't understand how they've been managed to get paid for him at all. But they got twenty seven million for him, and that is you know, you know that, that's 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 a great that's a great piece of business for Milan. But I mean, other than that, um, they I mean, when that's exactly what happens when you bring someone like like Ibrahimovic in, then he starts raising the level of the others. I mean, Leao has been amazing since Ibra came in, and Rebic as well. Benacer, we already knew, was good. Um, so I think they don't... They're, they're, they're starting... I mean, look, at they've, got, they've actually got a realistic chance now of finishing in the top six, which is genuinely astounding given the insane season they've had. Um, so uh, I think I think they we should give they don't really need to do anything right now because there's if, if it's going well you know keep keep you know tight the ship until the summer and then in the summer make a real decision on who stays and who goes and what where you're going and start building properly from from the beginning because the you know the Giampaolo project was doomed to to fail everybody knew that. Pioli is not a long-term solution. Milan need to find their long-term solution, and if they can, if they can, um, if if Lazio or, or you know, I know Lazio fans will probably hate me for this, but I honestly think that Simone Inzaghi is 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 the coach that Milan should move heaven and earth to get. He's showed what a fantastic coach he is. He showed that he's a winning coach, and he showed that he can get players to develop and and overperform. So I think Milan Milan. 
I don't, you know, just study the ship until the summer and then build a real serious project. Well, hang on. I I think it's clear, at least to an extent, they're trying to save on the wages. I mean, Suzo, you get out of there. Pepe Arena, you save on his wages as well. You obviously get a big fee for Piontech. But I thought they're so close to a European place now. Um, go for it. Just get one big acquisition. It's not like you need uh, two, three, or four. I think I would try and go for someone a goal scorer alongside Ibrahimovic because, as you said, Liao has been good, but it's not like he's been scoring buckets of goals. But Rebic could. I mean, that's the thing, though, isn't it? I mean, Rebic could could easily be that player, and he looks he looks happy. He looks energetic. He looks, you know, it's not just that he's playing, you know, that he's scoring goals. It's the fact that he has a completely different body language now. He looks like a completely different person, and I think. That is the mentality you get when you get someone like Ibrahim there, someone who's won it all, who's a legend, a living legend, and he comes in there with his professionalism and he lifts these players, their their minds. He gets you know the quality of the training increases, the concentration increases. Everybody, you know, brings out the best of themselves every day, and then you notice that they improve. I mean, Leao says that he Ibrahimovic is like my bigger brother. Rebic is in love with him as well. I mean, it's it's he's a catalyst at his age and in his stage, and that's that's important for a club like Milan. I shouldn't, you know, all the all the expectations that when you're at a big club, that at a at a big piazza, all those things that can weigh you down. When you have someone who can shoulder it and lead by example, both on and off the pitch, that then that can actually become something that people that 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 that, because, that speaks for you. I tend to agree with that. However. Zlatan is obviously 38 years old. Right, yep. It's clearly a short-term, <clears throat> excuse me, short-term solution. So yeah. what what happened? It's fine while it's working now. Obviously, they felt that Piontek um, needed to move on. He was not going to be able to raise his level again to, to what it was before. That's, that's all fine, except they've had so many times where they've had to start again and refresh and this this cycle with Ibrahimovic is clearly going to be a temporary one because he can only play for so long so then what are they going to do then it, it just I just worry about the short-termism and, and lack of a, a seeming long-term plan there um, agreed but that's yeah. what I mean. Just get this ship into harbor until June, and then from yeah, there, yeah, make okay. a serious attempt. Because, I mean, if they finish in the top six with this season, in this this insane season, that's that's unbelievable. See, that's like, my issue with them. Um, you're so close now. Just bring in one reinforcement in that attack, and I think you'll be fine. I, that's the part I've been most disappointed with them. I think we're all shocked at how much they actually got for Piontek. Now it was his amortized value, which is great business. He's somehow earning double what he was earning at Milan, which is insane. <laughs> I, I seriously question what they've been watching as opposed to what us who watch the the, the league every single week are, are seeing from him. But, um, I mean, my goodness, plus you're saving on the wages from, as I said, the likes of all those who left Pepe Arena as well. So why not reinvest that? Aside from Milan, though. What about Juve? Juve? Me. Yeah, Juve. Juve. I Come mean, on. What, what are you on doing? Earth is going on? What are they doing? And I mean, they they literally have not reinforced at all. And and now Piazza could be gone because he doesn't suit the club. Fair enough. And then Emre Can. I mean, their problem has been the midfield. And now now they're they're selling him to Borussia Dortmund for thirty million euros. I mean, I, I was surprised. I honestly thought that 
uh, they were going to do something to to galvanize or do something uh, but but they really haven't and to be honest i mean what have you got to why should they i mean they're top of the league they won their champions league group easily they're in the semi-finals of the coppa italia okay they lost the super coppa but i mean meh, who cares right so at, you know the, to me they don't really need to do anything but i didn't expect them to 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 act this to be this passive in terms of players in I really didn't. I mean, this is all about the Champions League, though, right? I, I don't think anyone who has watched them this season would be convinced that, as currently constructed, that they can win the Champions League. I, th- I thought, honestly, I thought they would limp into January. And by limp, obviously, I'm, I'm using hyperbole, the top <laughs> of the table. Um, but we clearly haven't seen the best Juve. I thought, as Nima, you just said, we all thought that the midfield was something that sort of needed reconstruction. I thought this would be their opportunity, and I, I'm astounded Peratici hasn't taken it. The only thing here is, if you think about it, how many times have clubs brought in players in January for Maurizio Sarri, and he's never used them? You know, he's... he's um, I think he likes to, obviously we know he likes to stick with the players that he can work with, the ones that he likes. Um, So maybe it's a case of Juve think, well, if they've had a conversation with him and he thinks he can make the squad that they've got work, and if he says, well, if you bring in any new signings, I'm not going to play them anyway, you know, what really would be the point in, in doing that? Juve are too smart for that. As you're saying this, as we're talking about that, Milan just signed a 20-year-old midfielder from Belgium called Alexis Sailormakers. Uh, I have no Great. idea who that is. <laughs> John, <laughs> he's from Anderlecht. Um, he's uh, he's been he's been playing he's played for all the under 19s and under 21s in Belgium, which we all know says something because Belgian youth is of very high quality. Um, so it just goes. He can play in midfield and defense. Apparently, I've I've not watched him, so I don't know. Unlike some people who pretend on Twitter that they know the <laughs> Zimbabwean third division under nineteen year olds, I don't. So I'm not going to pretend. Um, I, I I watch Serie A and I watch the Serie B and I watch the Swedish league, and that's about it. Um, so at least yeah, Premier League as well, but that's about it. I don't. Uh, that's that's all I got time for. Uh, but um, no, I, 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 I let's see what this is. I mean, if he, if he's, if he, it seems to be the new that Milan, you know, if Milan are going to buy young players, then, then they found that this guy in the in, in the Belgian first division is 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 as a way to go. Then why not? Is there anything else in regards to the transfer market that we all liked, um, Nima? I, I just want to bump what you said earlier. I, I think we all agree that Napoli they are hitting the reset button. And I think they are bringing in fantastic building blocks in order to do so. Agreed. I want to talk about Roma because I don't understand what the hell, what the hell these these um, a Celta Vigo player and uh, or like I, what is going on there? I don't understand that. I want you to explain that to me. I I think I've liked every single thing Roma have done to this point. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but explain it to me because I getting don't get rid of Florenzi, probably number one on the list. <laughs> I was yeah, say, I, I, that's the only reason you're happy. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, um, I I think um, a dry loan for him is and for Roma a pretty dire scenario because the prospect of him returning really helps nobody. Uh, the fact they couldn't even get an option to buy included in there, from my point of view, uh, was actually disappointing. Um, 
As for the incoming, though, they got Perez from Barcelona, Gonzalo Villar from Elche, and then Ibanez from Atalanta. Now, um, I'm not going to pretend that I was watching the second division of the Spanish League, and I can say yeah. everything I can about Villar. Um, from people I've talked to, I have a couple of journalists or friends who write at Sport. They speak very highly of him. Ibanez of Atalanta, really another unknown quantity. He'll replace Chetin, who's probably going to go out on loan. But Perez, though, is really the 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 one who will capture your eyes for Roma because I they needed somebody on the right. Um, I think when we look back on it, the fact that the Spinazzola Politano operation <laughs> fell through, I think, is oh, going to be a yeah. blessing in disguise because Spinazzola has been is a good player. Like sensational doesn't even begin to describe how he's been. I really like him. I really, really <laughs> like that player, and I'm I'm a bit pissed off that Inter didn't get him. I really, really rate him, and I would have preferred him over 34, 35 year old Ashley Young. Well, I really do. Colorado for Roma has not had a good season defensively. Yeah, he still scores the free kicks. That's all fun and well. Defensively, though, he's a massive liability. And... But he's never been good defensively, to be honest. Well, I mean, Spinazzola, though, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're certainly not going to get the goals that you would, that you do from Kolarov. But Spinazzola, in my opinion, has been arguably Roma's best fullback this season. Santon, I can't even describe what that was in the derby, but that was, I mean... A masterclass. Um, he was sensational. So Roma needed a right winger. I was kind of hoping they would kiss Kalinic goodbye. Chloe, this guy is, <laughs> is like, um, I'll be as kind as I can, but he's sort of like an, uh, you know, an STD like or an STI, like whatever herpes. your preferred vernacular is. He's, he's, Once he's, he shows he's like up, herpes. you can't get rid of him. Yeah, he's like herpes. He keeps coming back. He's like herpes. <laughs> Hasn't scored a goal yet. Um, he has had good performances in terms of movement and offering goal scoring opportunities, but just so bad. So I was actually hoping Roma would find an alternative to Jekyll. Um, I was really hoping for Moise Keane, but I knew that was very unlikely. Um, but bringing in Perez, I think El Shadawi. Oh, El-Sharawi. that that won't happen. That's that's El Shadawi's brother planting stories uh el shadawi <laughs> earns 14 million nets and the most roma could pay him would probably be 3 million he, he i will say this he does want to come back i just don't know how roma would be able to pull that off between fee and wages i i just don't see it um well clearly he has to you know agree to not get the wages uh, uh yeah i mean by sure 60 percent 70 percent yeah, I mean, we're talking a huge wage cut for him. Yeah. Um, Depends how badly he wants to come back, I guess. Exactly, exactly. Well, in fairness, I thought him going to China would completely ruin any hopes of the Euroform, but Mancini has continued to call him, so maybe he will just view it as a, hey, you know what, I'll stay here until the summer and see what happens. Mm. Um, but Perez... He's been doing well in China, to be honest. I mean, he won the Chinese Cup with his Shanghai, and he's been doing pretty well. I mean, let's, you know, okay, the Chinese league isn't the best in the world, but he's been doing well. Uh, yeah, I can't pretend that I've followed him over there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> no, I have. I've watched him a little bit because I I, I, I I like him. I really like him. He's one of my one of my guilty pleasures, uh, so to speak. I really like I think he's a cool player. And I've always liked the way he, like, as a player. And therefore, I, I, I really liked him at Roma. I, I, I really, I, I, and I followed him in China because of that a little bit. No, I'm not going to say I've watched every single game. No. But from what I've seen, he's done really well. Again, I, I don't, I don't know the Chinese under nineteen third division. I'm, I don't know. Why 
Why not Nima? <laughs> well, he's certainly yeah, a player that Roma. He's certainly a player that Roma could use. Jeko, um still struggling to find the back of the net this season. I believe he's on nine goals. I'm very eager to see Perez though, because he's highly rated by just about everybody you talk to. Um, even the Barcelona supporters, they were very upset that they weren't at least retaining some sort of buyback option on him. Um, and the I price... was surprised to see him back. I didn't realize, and then I watched the uh, the derby at the weekend, and the, and I was like, "That's Bruno Perez." It was really, really weird. I'd missed that news that he was back. I was me ta- too. I well, no I was talking about the Carl's Perez, the new guy, oh, but sorry, we could yeah. talk about Bruno Perez oh, too. What? I mean, yeah. no, but what, what, honestly, I was like Chloe. I was like, "Is he there? What Bruno Perez? Like what?" No, no, Carlos Perez. Sorry, I got to add the ah, accent sorry, on the I'm end. Confused. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I, I am glad because Roma for Perez, they, uh, <laughs> they, they pay uh, right around 14 million euros. They were going to pay double that for Politano. Uh, just from Roma's standpoint, I don't know how you could afford to do that, dig yourself a hole, and lose Spinazzola in the in the meantime. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, I, I think Roma have actually done pretty well this window, far more active than what they usually are. And uh, the sporting director, Petraki said they're not done yet. Um, but anyway, anything we want to add about, so Napoli defeated Juve, terrible performance from Juve, Roma Lazio drew, okay, two terrible goalkeeping displays, or I should say two terrible goalkeeping episodes. I don't really think beyond that, that pretty much sums up both matches pretty nicely. Um, but for this weekend, though, there really aren't that many matches that jump off the page. But Juve Fiorentina, Chloe, is always one that catches everybody's eye because it's always a heated sort of affair. Um, Fiorentina are obviously undergoing this rebirth in January. I loved everything they've done. Kwame and Nima, I think you mentioned him in passing, but Duncan from Sassuolo, I, I have mm. to admit, love yeah. him. Love I him. do. I've, I've admired him for ages. He's one of those players that when he came up the youth ranks at Inter, you know, he, you knew he was going to make it in the Serie A because he was, he has presence on the pitch. You know, he, he's a mean player to play against, and he's a tactically pretty sound, intelligent player. Um, he's got a good shot on him, and and I and I think he's done really well at Sassuolo, and he's one of those players that was never maybe not good enough to play at Inter, but he, there is a player there, uh, and and I'm and I'm really really in, I'm really looking forward to see what he can do at Fiorentina, really really. Yeah, so am I. I, I yeah. So Chloe, are you at all confident for this one? Um, we also have to say Kuchtrone coming from Wolverhampton. He's looked good so far. Very, oh, perfect yeah, signing, isn't he? Exactly. Really, what they really needed? sharp. Yeah, I was so so pleased. That's exactly the kind of signing that you want Fiorentina to make. Not some real veteran who's at the end of his career. I mean, no disrespect to Ribery, but, you know, not somebody who's who you can't rely on to play every single match. Not some youngster that you've really never heard of, but somebody who, who you know and who you know has potential and who's at a good age and, and hungry for goals and hungry to prove himself. It was it was just the perfect perfect signing, really. Um, and they, they needed a striker and goals for, for such a long time. They've not really had a proper striker for absolutely ages. So, um, yeah, really pleased with Cotroni. I'm not massively confident, I have to say, for the weekend, mainly because both Caceres um, and Milenkovic are both suspended. Yes, I was just about um, to mention that. 
Yeah, and obviously they've been playing the back three. Maybe it's the right time because I think I'm not sure the three five two is particularly good, and Yakini hasn't changed it since you know he took over from Montella. So I'm wondering whether this is now the time where he'll re- revert to a back four, and we might be able to see them playing a bit more free flowing. I mean, what did you think last night, um, Nima? I thought um, obviously Inter were. Um, had more individual quality, but I did think Fiorentina did pretty well on the whole. Oh, for sure. I I thought Fiorentina did really well. Um, I thought they defended really well. I didn't. Uh, I, I knew they were going to be a tough team to beat, but but I didn't. I I thought they really they really gave Inter a run for their money, um, and and they were much better organized than under Montella. Uh, ever under Montella, uh, so no, I, I really, I really like this. Uh, Fiore. I, I mean, I'm gonna. It's gonna be so interesting to see who uh, Comiso decides to to take charge in Fiorentina from the summer and how they build around that. Because I think there's no doubt in my mind that Chiesa's being shipped off in the summer. It's clear that his his head is not in Fiorentina. He's not playing as well, and I think Comiso. You know, they've, they've, they've. they've I think they're just gonna. Everyone's gonna cut their losses. He's gonna cash in and send him on, and 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 try to rebuild something with players who want to be there. Um, and I think that's the right move to do. Uh, and it's going to be really exciting if we get uh, Signor Spalletti into uh, into Florence. <laughs> um, if we can get him to leave his vineyard for five seconds. And to be honest, if I had a vineyard in Tuscany, I, you wouldn't wild. The jaws of life couldn't no. drag me away from my vineyard. Like, no. yeah, it's it's heaven on earth. If anyone, if, you know, if you're ever blessed enough to have the possibility to visit a vineyard in 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 Tuscany, you'll know what I'm talking about. It is heaven on earth. Okay, that's so, all um, nice, but who wins? That was a beautiful. <laughs> that was a beautiful sentiment, but I didn't hear anything in regards to a winner there. <laughs> Chloe clearly said she didn't think Fiorentina would pip anything in this one. I I actually I think, think I'm I I'm think going to say will. a draw. Now you tell me, Nima. I think draw. I think draw as well. Um, I, 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 I sorry to be so harsh on my own team, but I think Juve will win. But the thing is, it's the thing is, it it is away. If it was at home, uh, Fiorentina, I think Fiorentina could even win that game. Yeah. But I think after after having lost away against Napoli, I mean this the thing with Juve, that's just it's so typically them, isn't it? To, to kind of when everyone's hacking on them and saying that they're crap and they're not going to win anything, yeah, and then they just come, come out and yeah. and they just come out and then that that Ronaldo scores four goals and Dybala has one of those Dybala days where he looks unplayable and and every and all is well in the land of the Agnelli again. Like you know, it's it's just to me, but but I do think that they it won't be as easy. I don't think it will be easy. I think Juve will win. But I don't think it'll be as easy. I could see this ending in a draw. I really could. But I think okay. the good thing is after this weekend that we've just had is that we still have a title race. The yeah. Inter drew, um, you know, and, and Lazio drew, and Juve very uncharacteristically didn't take the chance to just stamp on them uh, while they were down. You know, and with that defeat, it, it keeps things nice and tight, and it keeps things interesting. We have to talk about that because to me, I thought I, we could see the turnaround begin for Napoli already against Lazio in the Coppa Italia. Uh, they they played like a completely different team, uh, and now and then against Juventus, they were sensational. Insigne is played like the Insigne that we've all grown, grown to love. When he's this good, he is one of the few players in the world that I pay a hundred euros to watch. Uh, to paraphrase Mr. Maradona, um, you know he he is 
so damn good. Costas Manolas has shown what a world class defender he can be when he's in form. Uh, you know, it's this. You know, Napoli has some great building blocks to build on, and I think they would. I don't think they'll make it to the European places, but I do th- see them as a contender for the Coppa Italia. And God knows what can happen in the Champions League. Yeah, what else do we have? We have Udinese, Inter. We have Samp, Napoli. We have Sassuolo, Roma, Lazio, Spal. So beyond that, the next match day where you have the Derby for, you have uh, Inter, you have Milan. And then you have Fiorentina hosting Atalanta. So next match day is surely a bit more appetizing than this one. Um, but we will be back after the weekend to obviously digest everything that happens and preview uh, the following weekend slate of matches. So, um, as always, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.